You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99, Raw Dog. We're here at the back table of The Comedy Cellar. My name is Noam Dorman. I'm the owner of The Comedy Cellar. I'm here with my friend and co-host, Mr. Dan Natterman. And we have uh, some uh, comedians and a woman from the ACLU is here. Hopefully she's going to come sit down. What's up with you this week, Daniel? Uh, well, uh, first of all, I, I was interested in knowing what, you, uh, what your opinion was with regard to the recent awarding of the Nobel Prize for Literature to Bob Dylan. It's um, an unusual choice, obviously, but I thought you might have some interesting thoughts about it. What, what's your thought? Well, my first thought was it was ridiculous. But then... Um, Today, I, I, I went and I went online. I kind of looked up the lyrics to a couple of his songs, and in particular, the times they are changing, and I kind of changed my mind. Okay. You know, I was reading, like, you want to quote oh, this something? shit is good. <laughs> this motherfucker is good. You know, uh, the line that is drawn, the cursed. Because I said to myself, well, if there was no music at all, you just was re- were reading the lyrics, absent any music, would this be good poetry? Yeah. And, and then I started, so I started to read, the line that is drawn, the cursed is cast, the slowest now will later be fast. As the present now will later be past, the order is rapidly fading, and the first one now will later be last because the times they are a chance. I said to myself, yeah, yeah, I think that would be good. Yeah, that music. is one of the great uh, stanzas. Is that what you call it? Uh, I guess so. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, at first, I didn't even know that literature, I didn't even know what literature meant. Do you know what literature is? Uh, I thought it was stories and books and stuff. I didn't, I didn't realize. Well, it was... I, I thought it was books, but then somebody said, "Well, poems can be literature yeah, too." I didn't. So even... I said, "Well, if that's the case." And yeah, I agree. I didn't even know that poems were literature. That's how stupid I am. But then they do teach these poems as uh, as uh, independent works. The problem with me is that I don't, I don't understand poetry. I, I think it's all um, eh. So, but if uh, if people who like poetry and no poetry say that this is great poetry on the class world class poetry then yeah why not just because they put it to music doesn't mean it's any less a poem no no it doesn't mean it's less a poem what it does mean is that people might be influenced by the music that is they might hear it as a song and be like this is great you know sometimes you hear a song and it sounds cool I but then if you read it as words on see. a page without music you'd be like oh, well that's what I'm saying they, te- they teach it as poetry I know that they teach some, some Dylan works as as discrete poetry and I, like my kids have a a storybook which is the the, the lyrics to gone with the wind and they made that into a book uh, i don't know i mean uh, that's on one hand on the other hand it's hard to believe that if he weren't a famous musician that they would be awarding him this prize just for his poetry but maybe you know i mean it doesn't seem like robert frost to me it, uh, you know, it's closer to a body limerick than it is to Robert Frost. But anyway, I, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's all right? Well, I, as I said, I first I yeah. thought it was ridiculous, but then I read a couple, and I read like some lyrics to um, uh, like a Rolling Stone, and I thought, well, yeah, this is this seems to stack up with the poetry I read. Read, you, you know. never read the poetry you were supposed to read. No, I don't. I know some of the basics. You the know, love Robert song Frost. of J. Alfred Prufrock. Did you ever read that in, in college? No, it's horrible. Uh, all right, so who should we bring? Well, I also had another just quick uh, question for you. I have a, I'm in another conundrum, and th- this is uh, reminiscent of um, a couple of other pr- situations that I had with regard to uh, Amy Schumer and Louis C.K. So I, I, I'm, they asked me to do, you know, the Michael J. Fox every year. They have a um, gala for Parkinson's. Oh, by the way, hold on. Jim, can I ask you a question? Jim Norton, is, I, you don't have to do this on the air if you don't want to. 
Was that your interview that, that Donald Trump Jr. got in trouble for, for the, that's been all over the radio? It might have been, yeah. There was a, a, one of them I was in. I don't know if I was in that one. Um, one of them I was in for, but he's been on so many times. And he said something about a two thumbs up for the movie in Aurora or something? Yeah, I don't know if I was in for that one. Um, I know there was one. I emailed him, invited him if he wanted to come on in the morning with me and Sam. But I'm not retweeting them. And Stern said he's not going to retweet uh, Trump's interviews because he let the media do their own homework. It's not, it feels backstabbing. Yeah. And I agree. So uh, I'm, not trying to make, I'm not trying to get notoriety from the radio show off it. But if he wanted to come on and talk, it wouldn't be a gotcha interview. Right. Um, that to me is kind of backstabby to have guests on and then fuck them as soon as something bad happens. Uh, absolutely, it is. Especially when uh, at the time it was said, you were all laughing and thought it was and having just, a good time. Just yeah, regular, irreverent humor. Uh, absolutely, so, and, and I and I knew it was in humor. Yeah. Yeah. So you think? I don't remember those interviews though. So you think he's he's getting a bum rap? Uh, is, oh yeah, I think that's what they do. But don't forget, the Trumps have no voting record, so they got to go after him for something. Um, you know, it's not like with Hillary, there's a lot more to go after just because she's had such a voting record. Right. Uh, and and uh, history and politics. With Trump, it's got to be personal shit and other things. It's hard to get him on. Uh, cause what are you going to get him on his business? It's got to be non political stuff because he's not a politician. Right. We're talking, uh, talking about Rich Voss just now. We're talking about Trump's son. Okay. Yeah. You know, besides all that, we'll get back to that. Yeah. Can I just say something? Yeah. yeah. You invited me here to do this podcast yeah. today. It's a radio show. Go ahead. Okay, a radio show, whatever the fuck this low budget bullshit is. You invited me here to do it. Mine's low budget. Go, right, go, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, let me just say something. Lash out. Go ahead. Go ahead. You invited me here. I drove from Jersey. You see me walk in. You start it and don't say, hey, we're doing the podcast. Come over. Dan likes to do 10 minutes at the top. Yeah, so you basically just invited yourself on. No. I was invited here. No, not at this moment you weren't. They were going to call you in. Oh. Why right. do you keep lowering the mic? He just sat me down for a second because uh, our he, clips have been on the news because of Trump Jr. See, oh. Jim was actually in the national news this week. So, yeah, so I, was I, I. I. I thought it warrant. You were too? Yeah, it's a Megan's Law thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, well, Jim. I didn't mean to lash out. I'm sorry. That's okay. So what was it? So Dan wanted to say one other thing. Now sit down. You're here, Rich. Sit down. Well, Oh, you're going to pee. Go ahead. What was the other thing you wanted to say, Dan? Well, I said that, I, you know, the Michael J. Fox has his yearly um, gala yeah. for Parkinson's. Yes. So it's like, um, you know, it's a fundraiser. Right. So Gerard Small is doing, not Gerard Small, Gerard Sh Carmichael. Ger oh, God. <laughs> yeah, go I ahead. combine the two names. Uh, yeah. Gerard Carmichael. And the Dave Matthews man will be there. And so they oh. invited me to do it, to do comedy, do 10 minutes. And then, like, afterwards, hang out with Michael and his wife. And there's always celebrities there. Right. You know, and uh, there's, like, a red carpet thing beforehand. I don't know, you know. But you have a 1215 spot Papa, at the... No, Tom uh. Papa's done it and said, like, he was sitting next to Julianne Moore. Whatever. Anyway, so... And then, I, and then there's a potential corporate gig I have in California that just came up that may or may not happen, but I'm told it looks pretty good. Right. It pays several thousand dollars. Um, so, once again, I find myself in, in this kind of a situation that I found myself in. The Michael J. Fox pays nothing. Pays zero, yeah. But you could sit next to uh, Danny well, DeVito or you something. Well, can, you can see, you know, it's a fun event, and maybe there's people there that can help me. I, I don't know. I'm told that Michael's a fan of mine, which may or may not be the case. It may well be that they're just saying that to get me to do it for free. Or, or it may be that he's seen me on TV and, and said, I want this guy. I don't know. I think he probably seen you somewhere, and he's a fan. I don't think it. Greg Rogel sat down. Go ahead, Greg. Sorry. So anyway, so the question is, is um, you know, the question is, is what what? what should I, I, I have do? no idea. I I I say take the money. You'd say take the money. Several thousand is uh, nothing to sneeze at. 
I say do the Michael J. Fox. You say, and why, why would you yeah. say that? Because uh, um, I was sitting here when Tom was talking to you. It sounds like a fun gig, and uh, you'll always have opportunity to make money. I mean, if, if, if you're in dire need for the cash, take the cash. But other than that, uh, this could be a good opportunity for you, and I would uh, I would recommend doing the Michael J. Fox case. Well, he would know better. I would take I would take his word for it. Um, interesting point of view. Uh, but I thought Noam would actually be on the side of because Noam's always like, well, you know, you, life is not just about making money. There's about, it's about experiences that are interesting. I, I agree with that. Two things. First of all, I was I was kind of answering it from your from right. your point of view because yeah, yeah. I know how you prioritize things. Right. Second of all, I've done. Uh, a lot of fundraiser type things, and they're never they, they sell they they never pan out to be opportunities uh, as, as uh, yeah, an opportunity or as the reasons they give you are never as compelling once you actually go through it. I mean, it, but if sitting next to Julianne Moore, as Tom said, would be worth more to you than the, the few thousand dollars, absolutely. But if you think like you're going to meet some movie director, I doubt it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just the Julianne Moore. I just maybe somebody somewhere can, you know, help me and yeah, offer would, me another gig that might pay money. Yeah, I wouldn't know? look at it as an opportunity. You just more, see it as a fun a, thing, as a yeah, cool, a cool gig to do. Yeah. You know, and you and make you nice get some photos asked. and you throw it up on on Instagram and people people like it and you know, I mean it's it, I'm, you know I think it would be a fun thing, but but um, but money is money. So so um, you know, how many several thousand? That's a, none of my business. But if it's uh, if it's three thousand or more, I think you should take the gig. Okay, it's it's three thousand or more. Yeah, what do you think, Greg? But Greg is still uh, on the side of. Uh, uh, well, you know, if you really if you really need the money, do it. But you know, you, you know, doing corporate gigs, you, you're gonna hate the you're gonna hate it. <laughs> right, it's not it's not for fun. <laughs> so you're gonna you be torturing right? yourself for money. Or is the uh, the Michael J. Fox gig here it's in New, New York? York yeah. yeah, take the Michael J. Fox gig. I, I mean, I know how you are on the road. Um, you know, unless you really need the money, this is uh, the Michael J. Fox gig is something that doesn't really come along that often. And um, Liz, you might can, enjoy it. You might you have a good Rich time. you get Rich Voss downstairs? Maybe, he went downstairs Maybe you'll pee, wake up next to Julian Moore. I know he's older, but it doesn't well, take Well, if I knew that that was going to happen, I would do it. But, of course, that's uh, not a likelihood. I think either way oh, you're going to be unhappy. Come so, on, Rich. You know, take the one with the, uh, well, you don't have All to travel right. as Well, much. thank you, Greg, for that, um, Greg, for that uh, we, we, point we have, of view. Move over. You might as well join us since Kristen's out with Greg Rogel. We have... Um, uh, Rich Voss. Come on, Rich. And, By the uh, way, I know our, 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 our regular listeners are wondering whether the kitchen is completed. <laughs> and, um, and it is not. But we still uh, hope spring's eternal. Did so. you alert your listeners that Mike is not dead? Uh, we... Mike the Bum is oh, not right. dead. Crazy Mike is not I, dead. I feel really bad that I came in and I just, just cranky. No, that's you. You're at your best when you're cranky. What's that? You're at your best when you're cranky. You're not. You're. 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 you're not. Very, oh, she's drinking a beer. She's gonna get loose. Loose lips sink ship. So first of all, we have a we have a woman from the American Civil Liberties Union. Have you heard? She's a lady and a lawyer. You don't really. <laughs> I have a dude's name. If it would make you all more comfortable yes. in your safe space over here. Yes. Well, I see it as a unisex name. As I said, I have an aunt with your name. What's your name? Lee. Hi, Lee. Hi. Lee. Are you around November second? Because we're doing a live show at the Village Underground. My wife hates me. <laughs> Is this the way you promote yourself? Yes. <laughs> 10 o'clock at the Village Underground. Do I Underground? have to be like the titular wife and stand on stage and be a shrew or something? No, no, you're in no big words with him, okay? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm oh, sorry. I'm well, sorry. I don't think he's a, a matrimonial. She's not a matrimonial. Oh. Do you have iTunes? This is a weird no, inquiry. Do you have iTunes? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, wait, I have Apple Music. Is that the same thing? Yeah, because right. tomorrow my new CD5 is up for pre-sale and it's coming out the 28th. Okay, I'll Rich make you a bargain. Uh, going to break you, the internet. You can email me and let me know when you've listened to one of my oral arguments and then I'll listen to your okay. new comedy. I have some, some bones to pick with the ACLU. All right. I, I doubt any of them are legit. 
No, 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 no. I, I agree with you, by the way. Now, first I mean, of all, if you're going to do a Second Amendment diatribe, Jesus, no, I, I don't didn't care. Have that. Okay, I'm gentlemen. A I mean, I'm a a, a ladies. Uh, first of all, <laughs> your name, please. I don't, I don't, Lee, but I don't know your last name. My name is Lee Roland. Lee Roland, and you are, you are a counsel for the ACLU. Sure, I'm an attorney. And have you ever gone? Have you ever just uh, you ever gone? Uh, Argued in front of the Supreme Court? I have not. All right. I'm just curious about that. So, and you have an interest in stand-up comedy and a history of censorship in stand-up comedy? Who doesn't? But but you uh, you have knowledgeable about this? I do. Well, Me- this, medium knowledgeable. I hope you guys give me a hard time. Okay, so. If I try and wax you on. Yeah, I'm knowledgeable. So, you may not know this, but in the old days, comedians couldn't say uh, dirty words. Yes. They, they used to get in trouble. They'd been arrested uh, at times for saying things, correct? Oh, yeah. So, do, well, tell us a little bit about the history of stand-up comedy and... Well, comedy has really defined a lot of the edges of the First Amendment. It's kind of awesome. Um, back in the day... I'm um, just... Rich, the yeah. First Amendment is part of the Constitution. It means oh, that you... Okay. It's free speech. Listen, Go ahead. Number I'm, one I'm, comes before no, the number no, two. That is fair. I should not take that for granted. <laughs> uh, you're talking to the wrong person when it comes to this, because I'm so pro-First Amendment, but I, I want to let her talk before okay. I give my argument, because my argument might be wrong. She might shoot it down and say, I'm coming from the wrong perspective. That's why I have to talk to her about oh, it. Hold on, my wife. Uh, okay. By the way, Dan and I are lawyers as well, although Good. we never practice. Non-practice. Very smart lawyers, yeah. then. Yes. Okay. Uh, do you want me to? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, particularly back in the 60s, but it happened through the 70s, too, there were a number of really high-profile obscenity prosecutions for comedians, entertainers, writers. So the first really famous one was a poem named Howl by Lawrence Ferlinghetti, not technically a comedian, um, but it's really important because it was the first big obscenity case at the Supreme Court. And what was it, what was what was his crime? His crime was writing a poem called Howl that had some sexually explicit lyrics or words. It was kind of a lyric poem. Um, and 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 sexually explicit by those th- th- that day's standards, probably not by yeah, today's standards. He was standards. a beat poet, so we're not talking about dropping the f bomb all the time. He was just describing sex. He just described sex in some of his past. Well, I'll tell you what: describing sex, describing sex is is usually, depending on how descriptive you are, uh, can be a lot more offensive to people than just saying fuck. The name oh, of the poem is Howl? The name of the poem is Howl. Okay, you, Maybe you can pull up a passage. Yeah, I'm going to pull it. Go ahead. You, Find something dirty oh, to oh, This is my wife. Hold on. We may have to, this may be an emergency. Hello? I hope it's not. I'm doing my radio show. I'm on the radio right now. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Put, good, good night. Good night. I love you. Daddy's on the radio. Okay. Bye. Bye. You always get... You always got to take your kid's call. Okay. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know it was my kid's call. Okay. But you so, did. You did the right thing. Well, she, they, she called three times in a row. So I thought it might have been an emergency. No, is it was a late in life dad. He has little ones. All right. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. So go ahead. I'm gonna look up Hal. Yeah. About, up what's Hal. the name of the author? It's Lawrence Ferlinghetti. I, there, there are some hidden G's and H's in there because oh, well, it's Google can well, can get oh, yeah, it. Yeah. Find it. All right. Let me make sure I don't skip one. Okay. I'm pulling out my cliffs notes. Lawrence right. Ferlinghetti. So then the first time we get to comedy is right after Howell, and that's Lenny Bruce. And Lenny Bruce uh, was charged with obscenity. He actually had four trials for obscenity over the course of his comedy career. And the only trial where he got acquitted by the jury, he was found not guilty, he was represented by an ACLU lawyer named Al Bendick, um, who was a giant and also represented Lawrence Ferlinghetti and the bookstore that was selling Howell, the, his book of poems. So... Al Bendick and the ACLU were basically really 
intent on expanding the right of people not to be arrested for a stand-up Wait, show. This says Howls by home. Allen Ginsberg, which oh, is what I recalled. That's right. Oh, no. Stephen, look. <laughs> I know. That's right. Lawrence Ferlinghetti owned the bookstore that was publishing Howl. I Lawrence Ferlinghetti ah. was the name of the, in the case. It, yeah, it was- Ferlinghetti is the guy who was actually charged with obscenity for... Okay. Holding uh, and selling the book Howl by Ginsburg. Actually, I'm in an age now where when anybody makes a mistake of memory lapse, You're it excited? makes me feel better about myself because I always <laughs> anybody who gets in their fifties understand like, oh, even somebody much younger can make the same kind of dumb mistake. Because if I just made that mistake, I'd say I'm done. Have you ever? You know what? I'm so uh, obsessive compulsive. Like I'll open a soda bottle and I have to hear it click. And then five minutes later, I'll go, did I open that? Oh, you're worried, you're worried about getting well, that's tampered, more obsessive tampered with? <laughs> yeah, that's more obsessive-compulsive. I do that. Too, but it's also me forgetting, and I'll bring it back to the store going, this was open. I'm not sure if I opened it, but I'm not taking that. <laughs> no, I don't care about that stuff. <laughs> well, I'm really sorry. You know, you got you get what you pay for with your right expert over <laughs> you here. You don't have I'm to apologize. So sorry, but Ferenghetti was the guy who was charged with pro- production of obscenity by selling the book. We have an audience, by the way. We have, what's this young woman seems to be quite enraptured of our... Stephen, is <laughs> and that a vice friend versa. Of yours? Stephen, is that a friend of yours? No. Wasn't uh, she will be. Bruce arrested in North Carolina one time, or was it all New York? Um, I'm not actually sure. Yeah. And the one, the one where we represented him was in California, so I know oh, they were Cal- all New York. So I know it was out of state, but I don't know okay. if, North, if... This was obviously well, was well before your... Your time at the yeah. ACL. My father a saw. Bit, yeah. My behind father. behind a partition in a Turkish bath, when the blonde and naked angel came to pierce them with a sword, who lost their love boys to three old shrews of fate. That one eye shrewd, one eye shrew of the heterosexual dollar. The one eye shrew that winks out of the womb. I don't know if this is like short, like uh, symbolic for for genitals or something, or is this, it doesn't seem dirty to me. Well, you're just not being creative, I guess. The as type is also very small. Right? Apropos, as we were discussing, by the way, before you sat down, uh, Dylan's uh, winning of the Nobel Prize for Literature and whether his, his lyrics are poetic. And I think they can certainly stack up to, to what Noam just read. <laughs> so anybody, did you see the movie, uh, uh, Lenny? I played Lenny Bruce on American Dreams. I played the character. Remember the show with uh, Dick Clark, American Bandstand? American? Yeah. I played Lenny Bruce on one episode. Really? Yeah. All right. So I, I did a lot of studying about Lenny Bruce. So cool. he, he got in a... I, by the way, I, I've seen... I don't find Lenny Bruce funny. Do you find Lenny Bruce funny? I find him way ahead of his time. I think you're comparing him to what's going on now. You know, some people say that about Hicks. These... Hmm. this You're talking about the Bill, 60s. Bill Hicks, we're talking. You, you know, you're talking about the 60s where this guy was breaking barriers and opening up doors and saying things that nobody was saying. Whether it's whether it's complete, funny is another whether, whether it's no, but whether it's you know laugh out loud funny, it's definitely you're sitting there going wow. Okay, but Shakespeare is still funny. Oscar Wilde is still Oscar Wilde is still funny. Shakespeare is not oh. funny. In yeah, fifty years, funny. Andrew Dice Clay is going to be on the currency. I guarantee you, <laughs> by, by that metric. I, and Trump becomes there president. Is, I mean, what I know, <laughs> yes, there is Lenny Bruce funny, but it's hard now because you're so, you know. Your mind has seen so much comedy. Your brain, for the last twenty years, that you'll hear Lenny Bruce and you'll compare it to Louis C.K. Yeah, even even like Pryor. You know, I love Pryor, but I, yeah. I, I haven't seen him in years. And I actually watched him about a year ago, and uh, I've seen it all before. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It looks like hack to me now. Yeah, but but yeah. he was the first. But he was the that. first one to do it. And it was Lenny brilliant Bruce. at at its time. But it just doesn't hold up when you've seen so much comedy yeah. over the years. Nah, well, agree, whether anyway, or not ahead. it's good comedy, yeah. if it pushes the boundaries, it makes good law. So we've got that to think. Seriously, like the reason that it was, 
it, that it was Howl by Allen Ginsberg, for those listening, or whether it was, you know, Lenny Bruce, these were pushing the boundaries. Whether or not people thought it was valuable art, it was art that was different. It was new, it was challenging, and there's no surprise that those those bits of art made up for cement law in the 60s, basically. Is there anything today that's just, obviously there's, there's, there's visual images that are illegal, but is there anything illegal today that is just verbal Ooh, in, yeah. in the that entertainment is, context? That is such a good question. Um, my answer would be no. And if anybody gets a charge, the ACLU would consider representing yeah. you. But it's not that easy of a question. So basically what happened, that we talked a little bit about the 60s. That's old school stuff. In the 70s, the Supreme Court designed a new test for what obscenity meant. And because we're sex obsessed, they basically said we have no idea what it is, but we know it's something sexual. And so obscenity, first of all, only applies to stuff that turns you on. It, the word is prurient in the law, but it literally just means like gives you a boner. That's just fancy legal word for it. So the, it, the test got narrowed, right? It's now only that, sexy I just felt a twitch stuff. when she said that. Man. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Told you I was invading your safe space. So we so we have this we have this idea that it's prurient, but we don't know what it is. And then Pacifica, this really famous Supreme Court case happened in the late '70s, which is Carlin's Seven Dirty Words. And the question was, can the FCC be fined for running the Seven Dirty Words segment? So since the late '70s, it's really taken a turn that it's not criminal charges for people who speak. We're mostly beyond that era. It's now about, do we find the regulated agencies who allowed it to go on the air? Do we allow Hulk Hogan to bring a civil suit, right? The questions are different, but I think it's fair to say there are no words you can be thrown And, and certainly, it's certainly in a, in, a, in a live show like we do here at the Comedy Cellar, there's obviously nothing well, you could be charged with, no matter I, what you said down there. Well, assuming you're not issuing true threats to the audience, yeah. I have, I have some questions for you, first of all. Yeah. Um, First of all, I, I, I almost said this without thinking, and then I realized that I'm actually looking at you, and, and my first gut was that you're a conservative, which is so weird because the AC was always considered yes. liberal. Yeah. But in, to, in today's day and age, you, the ACLU keeping its views constant, you guys are getting closer and closer to the right in terms of where you are, which, which school of thought Believes what you believe. I think most well, people on the right would disagree with that. Well, here's well the 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 ACLU supported Citizens United. Mm -hmm. The ACLU uh, doesn't believe in political correctness. The ACLU doesn't believe in any in, in safe spaces, in microaggressions, in any of this stuff. Well, I think we who, believe who, in which, them. Which which part of the political spectrum? Lines up with that. Conservatives. I mean, we do racial justice work. We do transgender discrimination work. We do equal protection work. It's really just the speech that is the leftover old school civil liberty. A lot of our docket is obviously progressive. And so my work is an outlier in some well, ways. See, I see the ACLU differently. I see them that, that they're almost uh, a, a branch of the, of the Democratic Party because I never... Now, I don't know if you'll speak out or just take a case, but I've never heard the ACLU speak out, and maybe I'm wrong, when it comes to stuff like uh, when Imus was thrown under the bus, or Tracy Morgan, or uh, the guy on uh, Comedy Central that talked about rape. Now, those, those are legal questions. There's no, there's no, the government, we're a civil liberties organization. We yeah. care when the government squelches speech. That didn't happen in any of those cases. You know who the government did come after? Rush Limbaugh, and we stood up for him. Okay. So, so but yeah. you don't give opinions on matters that affect freedom of speech like say say I, I, I'm on stage mm -hmm. 
Well, I can't use Canada because they have a different law. They get sued for whatever they are. Yeah. Uh, say I'm on stage. I say something. I'm going to get su- or not sued. Uh, just my career is down the tube. Sure. You guys don't give your opinions like saying, hey, he's allowed to say what. Unless you don't take the case, you don't have an opinion no, on something. No, because defending the First Amendment is not the same as defending all assholes who exercise their First Amendment rights. <laughs> or you the First that. Amendment <laughs> is a protection against the government's attempt to censor people. But what about? I'm not, coming, I'm not waking up in the morning to go and be like, it's a goddamn shame Billy Bush got fired. That gentleman should yeah. have been able to say whatever he wanted. Well, but why is, it, why is it only the government? What, like, say I get fired from a company because mm-hmm. of a First Amendment right. Well, you, it's not you, a First you, Amendment right. Your company has First Amendment rights, too. It's yeah, only say, the government that's constrained by the Constitution in that way. Okay, so you won't take a personal matter against a private company. No, because there's no constitutional right at issue. Both of you have free speech rights. It's just a pissing contest about my over divorce. Oh, you take my divorce? Yeah. No. Because my wife will let me get ordered edgewise. I'm sure you are correct. Well, do you, I mean, because I, you know, someone like Kunstler, who was an ACL, ACLU lawyer. Yeah. Oh, can you say Kunstler? Kunstler. Yeah. And same with Kubi. Very far left wing. Yeah. Very far left. But when I heard, when I hear Kubi talk, he does, he will stick up for the Klan to march. He will stick up for the Black Panthers, yeah. but he is completely as far left as any communist you've ever, in my opinion, yeah. you've ever heard. Yeah, I think that's fair for me. I consider yeah. myself a far left civil libertarian, which means on okay. all social issues, I'm way to the crazy left of the spectrum. Okay. On anything when it comes to civil liberties, privacy, speech, I want the government to have a really good goddamn reason for constraining our liberty, and I demand that of them, and I don't think those values are intention. Uh, so my, uh, my, my next question, and this is where I, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm pretty absolute on free speech. Obviously, I make my living here. But I have to say... Everybody loves to say that. Nobody's a bigger supporter of the First Amendment than I am. No, I mean, I own a comedy club, so... so, No, I know. uh, You're probably telling the truth. Yeah, so so it's, I mean, uh, it's very important to me. Nonetheless, I have to tell you, I've heard the phrase, nobody likes the First Amendment more than me, but probably a thousand plus times in my career. All right. Be that as it may, (laughs) but I I am actually uh, going to to bring up a case where I, uh, I don't know how I feel about it, which is... I'm afraid to go to sleep. My, my, my children sometimes get into bed with me and I'm mm-hmm. watching whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid to go to sleep with the TV on with them because in the middle of the night they may wake up and I have no idea what kind of trash is going to show up on that screen at 3 in the morning, no matter what station I have on unless it's Disney. Right. But you- and, and, and music videos and all this stuff. And I, I do have some sympathy for protecting children from prurient uh, topics, from language, from mm-hmm. images. How do you feel about that? Like, I feel like comedians should have no children and should do a lot of cocaine. And people who have, like, changed course on either of those have become dramatically unfunny. You're 100% wrong. Really? Who's I really have funny? Th- I have three kids and I'm 30 years sober. And I, uh, I, I kill on stage. Okay. Okay, That's so fair. okay. Hey, hey, take it easy you now. You got really sensitive and, about that. No, yes, no, he, he no, did. That, a, that was really you, that would no, like really and, cut and, deep and, for you, and, huh? And this dummy here, TVs, <laughs> these TVs, you could, out again. TVs you could set to turn off on their own. Yeah, I exactly. I mean, that's no, my I, answer I, I, is that every no. moral conservative uses that kind of example no, to can't. justify you restrictions can't. on speech. They do. That's just the truth. You can, you can, you can. It is possible to set them to shut off on their own. But the point is that you would like to know that you can. Without having, because you can forget, you can you, fall asleep. They you can would walk like the other. government to protect you from instances where you forget to change the channel to something appropriate for you to fall asleep to when your kids in the room. And I just got to disagree with you that that's a valid well, request. Do you draw? How about pornography? You draw a line of pornography. What Should, line? No. Well, I, so, so, so that's what I'm saying. So, 
are you saying that my four-year-old, I'm, I, and I'm not arguing, I'm, right. should be able to flip the channels, and in flipping the channels should be able to see full frontal sexual I do. Combat. I do. You the Supreme Court does not. It doesn't matter what I think. No, I mean, the but, Supreme Court so, has said so, the FCC has an interest in keeping well, really I'm, indecent so stuff out of your home. So you think it's okay for a five-year-old to see uh, No, like, that's a straw sex? man argument. I think it's the parent's job to make sure the five-year-old yeah, doesn't you, see but the But you can't. Are we going to have a world where, we, where you can't let your kid flip through the channels? Well, do you think a five-year-old yeah. should live in a house right. where you got to get up and flip the channels? Do you think a five-year-old should live in a house that has... A remote? Yeah. You know, what kind of place does this guy I run? Know. I don't what know. I get your joke. I get it. No, I, my kid is, my nine-year-old is on on her iPad all day long. I can't sit on top of her and see what site she's going to all the time. Hopefully we say, listen, if it's bad, you don't do it. Hopefully she's going to the Disney sites. It's not just, know. it's not just, what about snuff films? And the, the rule, hold there's on a sec. Actually, love them. You guys. There's no, there's no such thing as snuff films. Yeah. No well, one's you, ever actually done a snuff well, clearly film. Clearly you don't well, have well, the well, Fios ultimate package. In other words, my, my, my children can't distinguish, my, 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 my daughter is upset she thinks Willy Wonka died. She can't, she can't distinguish between an actor and, and real life. And if, imagine showing a child being strangled to death. Yeah. On TV. I'd rather not. Um, should is it really uh, a violation of our civil liberties to say, well, there are some limits to protect children? The Supreme Court doesn't think so, but every single restriction on the First Amendment Supreme has Court. been made in the name of children. So I think you might imagine how, as a First Amendment attorney, I'm a little skeptical. Supreme Court, to Supreme Court think doesn't of the think children what? arguments. Supreme Court. They disagree with me. Oh, the that's FCC right. yeah. okay. does ban. Yeah. Indecency over broadcast networks. They can't ban it over the internet, by yes. the way. They're completely different. And the reason is because the ACLU fought to keep the government's mitts off the internet in the same way they have them over the FCC and broadcast cable. Yeah. So you, what you are saying right now is actually the Supreme Court's position. Tattoo, which is that when it comes now, now, now let me now, now let me tell you a possible let me ask you this because um, I see is that a tattoo you have? Yeah. Damn, oh, I it? just no, I just never expected her to have a tattoo. Why not? I, apparently you guys think I'm like a right wing conservative. No, no, I, I don't, don't think that at all. Let me ask you if I, I just wouldn't I, have expected it. I think what if a moderate what person. if it were what, what if does a tattoo say? Dan, really? It's a wing and it's on her left hand. All right, you take it, Dan. It's called the Mandelbrot set, and it is God theory and fractal. I physics. know Mandelbrot. Okay, there you go. Um yes, I, that's fractals. Fractal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, anyway. No one was pissed off. Doesn't know what that. Was. I really am pissed off. Well, you do the same thing to me because we have differing visions of. of unfortunately, then this happens from time to time. So go ahead. I'm going with your vision. You have a vision, or you just want to interrupt well, I, her tattoo? Go ahead, Dave. First of all, I think it's interesting that this woman has a tattoo. Where do you have any other tattoos? I do. I have many. <laughs> well, yeah. where, where, where we am got, I? <laughs> listen, we got a fucking ACLU lawyer, and you're talking. We don't have a well, rock star. Well, do you have well, any piercings you can tell us first about? Of all, slowly. We've, well, first of all, we've kind of, <laughs> as far as comedy, so we've gotten to the bottom of this. There should no. be. Oh, bottom. I want to get. I want to ask one question because this upsets me. Oh, go ahead. What if it were to be shown? That the, the other tattoo? That, that what we're what I'm describing is actually harmful to children. By Wouldn't whose then, standards? Everyone on no, the right what, agrees it's harmful. No, no. What if but what if uh, what if uh, the same by the same kind of consensus that we have on global warming, mm -hmm. science were to come to the conclusion that seeing violent images or and pornographic images before a certain age is is harmful psychologically to children. Except Would, every study has actually found exactly the opposite. What, I'm just, uh, but you just you really, are an attorney, right? You can you can speak you can do hypotheticals. But is it really valuable for us to have a conversation about if reality were upside down? Would we agree yes, to a different yes, of course set of rules because, for our because, society? Yes, because what it would bring out is whether or not you're an absolutist or you think you're not an absolutist. You're just 
You just uh, are happy to live in a world where where science doesn't yeah. show that. Would I'm, you compromise? I'm, I'm more of an absolutist, and it's not. I'm not a free speech absolutist because I think there are no dangers to free speech. I think that college students who have to walk down the quad and be called the N-word are experiencing harm. I still think our society is better when we don't criminalize people for using that kind of language. And as far as your kids, I think it's your job, and I don't mean to be rude. You're I not think, being rude. I think really? if studies show you that your kid's going to be damaged by porn, you should probably just well, turn first the of all, TV off before you pass. As far as and being damaged by as far as being damaged by porn, there's more than a few examples right here at the comedy cellar. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, it's, it fucked us all up sexually. No, I, I don't I, watch I, porn. I, neither do I. I was never big on porn. I don't. It does nothing. Here's a question. You, I, I really don't watch porn. Neither do I. I'm not a big. Why are you rolling your I'm eyes? Right. I don't believe either of you. Yeah, well, you think every guy watches porn? <laughs> I've seen I, porn in my yes. life, but I'm, I'm, I don't. I don't. I, got, I, I also think it's bizarre not to watch porn. I, I don't. Think both of why? Those I got one video at home. My wife and I. We've seen it a hundred times. It's, it's of you and your wife. That sounds no, super no. repetitive. We don't. I don't Are buy married? porn. Yeah. I've been married That's twelve years. Well, I would anyhow. think it was really weird if my husband didn't watch porn. I'm just saying. I think that's unhealthy. All right, now you've called me weird. That's yeah. okay. All right, it's free speech. I have a question that's for exactly you. That's exactly. Question right. from okay. Richard Voss See, from New Jersey. Go ahead. I Richard. think uh, <laughs> obviously you want as much government out of out of our lives as you possibly can. Out of our speechy lives. Okay. Out of our heads. Yeah, okay. Out of, what's that? How about a ban on underage teen porn? Porn well, with let me, underage children. Well, well, well child it. pornography is illegal. It's right, but is it okay to show it if you get in, if you have it in your possession? What do you mean? It, would you ban child pornography? I would not, but of course, I'm. How would you not? Everyone else disagrees. How would you not ban? Well, let me get I back would, to I mine. would ban the production. I would ban anything that causes harm to children. I don't think simply showing the image should be a felony. I, I don't think once. But it's it creates out in the, the public, market. The money. The, yes. the, the money assure, assures that it will continue. Well, that's there are like, also arguments that the market actually decreases abuse of children, and studies have actually shown that that for people who have compulsive perversions like pedophilia, that having access to pornography that scratches that itch actually sometimes. I'm talking about the children crimes. in the movies. Well, fair enough, but I don't think me showing you this image harms the kid. When the movie was produced, I think, again, we go after child porn producers and parents who allow their kids in that situation. But to be a felon because you saw a single image, I think, is over the top and counterproductive. Well, but, but if you're trading, you, that's all. If you're trading, you, no you show it because you show okay. it, you distribute it. That's what I'm saying. Well, you don't have to distribute it. All you have to do is access it under federal law. No, I'm asking you: Should it be a crime to distribute? Do you think it? that my viewing distribute. of Jennifer Lawrence is? Yes, I'm more open to that. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought you were just meant like okay, a, t- hey, a TV I'm station a should not be able to show child porn. Yeah, I think that's fair. And it I should the internet. It shouldn't be shown anywhere. It Should be criminal. It should be. That's like saying. Uh, hey, listen, we'll go after the Colombian drug dealers, but if you get caught in the street with it, hey, you're, you're okay. You know, if you're not part of, obviously and part I, of this. And I do think that's how we should do drug enforcement. Instead, we target low-level dealers, and it does nothing uh, whatsoever to impact I think we target, I target everybody we possibly can. I'm not saying we give a, the low-level drug dealers the same sentences. I, I say... Uh, more rehabs. I I don't want to get into drugs. Fair enough, I, but I, I have to make a broader point. Not again. And if you yeah, if, yeah. It, the thing is, once you give the feds criminal power, you understand that like eighty percent of child porn arrests are because some fed undercover pretended to be fourteen, okay, or because the feds showed child porn that they have in their possession. All right. Yeah. Same thing with sexting. It's a crime. Guess who they charge? Black teenagers in Pennsylvania. You guys. I'm just saying we should all be a little bit more skeptical about suggesting that the cure 
for sex, for pornography, for human perversion, is throwing everybody in jail. But it always it backfires. It doesn't change attitudes or remove the market. That's such a bold left-wing statement it. when you go black people. White people, that don't say, I hate when they go black people in Pennsylvania. I'm sorry Just that you hate many, reality, but no, our criminal but you don't justice think system white, you is deeply racially biased, and that's you know, a reality but, that you and, cannot and, and, deny. And also reality is 70% of the crime in this country is committed by 13% of the people. And I'm not saying... No, uh, yes. that's not a possible enforcement to know, a, a statistic to know, because because you are basing that on enforcement statistics, and there's uh, no, no possible way. No, I'm basing way. that on me. Seventy times I've been robbed. Okay. We're, we're by thirteen people in my neighborhood. Okay. What I'm okay. listen. I, I'll you, you, that okay. Here's you know. Listen, I, I and I hate when people go. I'm not racist because I I am a little. Uh, we all no, are. You're no, in nobody says you're not racist. And I believe in profiling. I believe because we do it every day. We walk down the street. If you see someone coming at you, you're profiling them right away. We can they all be to, shitty people, but that doesn't mean I want yeah. our government to behave yes. like we do. Well, the government, the government, we say well, we're not allowed to profile, but the FBI has solved more crimes from from profiling. They solved serial killers, serial rapists, murders. From profiling, not racial John profiling. Doug, what's that? Not, not racial, racial profiling. profiling. I didn't. You didn't say racial profiling. You said you, you don't believe in profiling. I but don't sometimes, believe in racial profiling. Sometimes racial profiling, you have to do it. What I mean, if these if these are the people committing the crimes, if if it, it, it we're in such a politically correct world, you don't want political correctness when it comes to to speech and comedians, mm-hmm. but you want political correctness when it comes to. Uh, 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 terrorism or or, 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 or or criminal behavior. No, I so believe in reality. I believe in reality and fact-based policy and not a single person in the U.S. government has provided evidence that racial profiling has ever stopped a crime of terrorism. I'll just say one thing. Despite the fact we've been investigating Muslims what, for years. Do you think you know everything the FBI and the CIA? Do you think you know I think what that Congress has given them an opportunity to justify the bullshit racial profiling that they've been engaged in since 9-11. I'll they just say one. So. I'll just say one. Let me sum it up for you. I'll sum it up. That's a wonderful but, uh, tattoo. Sum it up. Oh, guy steals a hundred dollars. <laughs> guy steals a hundred dollars. That's a black guy. Guy steals a thousand dollars. That's a white guy. Guy steals a million dollars. That's a Jew. Now, I'm just saying. You get every. But I read that somewhere. <laughs> I didn't make uh, it up. But there's some truth in that. No, I, I got okay. thrown off track when I when I when we get into the whole profiling thing. Fair enough. Because and we, I didn't everybody mean to drag is, you into race. No, that's I'm just okay. saying we need to be conscious that the criminal justice system sometimes creates unintended consequences rather than yes. magically solves our human dysfunction. Yes. And humans are dysfunctional. And I agree yes. that sometimes it makes sense to deal with it. And I think child pornography is a great example. But I think over criminalizing that has real repercussions for people that we sometimes don't think about. I think I think I think uh, African Americans that that's a, have been dealt a shitty hand when it comes to, when it comes to the criminal justice system. What all the because they don't have they don't have the money to hire defense lawyers, like certain uh, privileged white people. Uh, you know they get a public defender that has forty cases that doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, I get it. I believe I I believe it. But also too. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. I was I was a fucking full blown crack addict. I was a I was a piece of shit lying crack addict. Thirty years okay. sober though. Thirty. Okay. No one fixed me but myself. Okay. So if you're not willing to fix yourself, you can't expect the government to do it. You can't expect your. You have to. You have to take responsibility for your own life. I'm sick of the whole world, including Jews, my people, pointing the fucking finger. Do something, 
take responsibility and move on or else live in your same shit and don't break the chain of dysfunction what, what, that's what, come what, before What are you guys you. arguing about? I, I kind yeah, of I'm not sure. <laughs> no, you get what I'm saying. It, yeah, it, I just it, don't it, think demanding sensible government policy is pointing He's trying figures. to say these, these colors are out of control. Yeah, no, I, I didn't say yes. it that way. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that everybody, every special interest group, every race, religion, is all pointing the fucking finger. Hey, this and that. Take control Take responsibility. Enough with your special interest group. Do what you got to do to get ahead. What is racial profiling to you? How are you defining that? I, I think that you should pull I, over a random black guy on the street. Not, not a no. Stop. I'm asking you. Uh, here's what I think. Yeah. Okay. If I, because I was profiled when I was 17, 18, when I had hair down to my shoulders, yeah. and I was driving around. You knew I had drugs. Right. You knew I was up to no good, and I was pulled over nonstop. That was profiling. Mm-hmm. My, if I had a clean cut hair or a nice car, I wouldn't get pulled over. If I see uh, four, okay, what, what you want to use black on this one? Four African Americans. If yeah. I see four African Americans uh, driving in a car, uh, you know, with with red bandanas or blue bandanas, knowing that they're probably gang members, I'm thinking the odds are something could be wrong here. But if now, there were if I four see, white guys with bandanas no, on, you no, would. no, if there are four white guys driving in a pickup truck with a rebel flag and a fucking gun rack, I'm thinking there could be trouble there, too. So, yeah, it's profiling certain white people, certain blacks, certain Middle Easterns. Yeah, not all. If I see a, a guy walking down the street, black guy with a suit, a briefcase, I'm not going criminal. Okay, I see a black guy walking down the street with his pants halfway down, expression... Okay, with four other black guys, uh, I, I'm thinking maybe, maybe, you know, just like if I see four skinheads walking towards me, I'm going to think there could be trouble there. So if, if, if you she, know, she doesn't want to say out loud what she's thinking about you right now. Like I don't, I'm just saying I, the differences. Skinheads are probably skinheads because you saw a tattoo and you had long hair because you chose to grow your hair long. I don't think black people wake up in the morning and think, should my skin be black today? No, whoa, whoa, so whoa, whoa, no, no, no. Comparisons. No, no, it's they not. Really are. Skinheads, no, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're saying skinheads because they chose to have skinheads? If I see tat, if I see a guy, if I see a guy with a regular haircut yeah. and there's certain tattoos I know. <laughs> There's certain, there's certain Wait, our on. audience members say you rock. Uh, who is this woman? Sit, no. sit down, sit down and watch. You, the want, you can sit down. You, you want to join the show? You, your dad's doing a lecture. Yeah. Who's your dad? He's a physician. He's a physician. Right. From Jersey. It's a doctor. From Jersey. Speaking of uh, Jersey, I came in from anybody here from Jersey. I came in from Jersey. Are you, what what part, sir? Oh shithole. Anyhow, <laughs> the fucking tunnel, the ho- the Holland and Lincoln Tunnel on the bridge used to be eight dollars, which is a lot of money, right? They raised it from eight to thirteen dollars. From eight to thirteen dollars. And you go through the tunnel, they don't wash your car or <laughs> nothing. They raised their price over 50%. No other business on this planet could raise their price over 50% and stay in business. If you went to a restaurant and went back the next day and their prices were 50% higher, you'd fucking, you'd leave. You know what I mean? No, like, what's your name? Brent. What? Brent. Brent. Say where you get your haircut. Say they raise their price to six dollars, right? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You're like, bullshit, right? This is a four dollar haircut. 
it's all bullshit. Big business, all of them. They're all, they're all scumbags. I went, I went into, into, my, into my bank last week, Bank of America, and they're fucking frauds because they're not in every goddamn state in this country, yet they're arrogant enough to call themselves Bank of America. How about Bank in some of America? You know what I mean? <laughs> I went in there to deposit a check, deposit a check, and they asked me for ID. I go, are you telling me other people are trying to put money in my account? And you're telling them no? I made a large deposit, so the supervisor came up to me and said, I have good news for you. I said, did Israel attack Iran? And she said, no, I said, was my wife hit by a bus? Uh, that was my wife before me, and I have the same policy. Uh, I go, what's the good news? Uh, I, I go, what's the good news, Toots? I called her Toots because I made a large deposit. That's how I talk. Uh, she said, after this deposit, you are now a platinum member at Bank of America. And I'm not trying to talk down to you guys, even though I'm at a whole nother level. Uh, okay. I go, what is that entitled? She said, we raise your interest rate. I go, to what? She said, point, that's what she lost me at, point. Point 45%. I go, do the platinum members get towels? Because I think I just came all over my leg, okay? Is, is there a platinum member cum cleaner? Point 40, when my, when my six-year-old was born, I put $5,000 into her college fund. By the time she goes to college, she'll have $5,012. Unless she goes to the Lincoln Tunnel, then she'll only have $4,999. That was a math joke. A lot of people have been coming up to me saying you don't do enough math material. You know what I'm saying? So I said, you're right. Don't let Dan say we don't do Well, no, I, I just wanted to mention that I'm reading the Bruce Springsteen autobiography. This is completely off topic. Is it good? Oh, I'm enjoying it a great deal. Okay. He seems like he might be a decent writer. Yeah, well, I, mean, I don't know if it's go. Lyrics, I bring it up because we have a, a, a Jersey guy here, Rich what? Voss. I thought you might be interested in this. What? Are you a Springsteen guy? I, I saw Springs. Oh, go ahead. I seen it when it was free behind the college. The only reason we went because it was free beer and hot dogs. And, and it was Springsteen playing. There was like 100 people. Yeah, I'm a fan of his. I'm a fan of Southside Johnny. I, I like that kind of music. Yeah, I'm a fan of his music. I'm not a completely fan of his politics. Politics, because he's too far left. You know, just can someone be fucking moderate in this goddamn world? And, and maybe... Hillary's it, moderate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry WikiLeaks, yeah. she's quite no, moderate. Okay. No, I mean a celebrity. <laughs> I'm talking about much more moderate than she pretended. I'm talking to be. about a celebrity, <laughs> a celebrity that comes out a little more moderate. They're either so left or so right. Enough, we don't give a fuck about your opinions. You're just some guy reading lines or girl reading lines. That's true. There aren't a lot of moderates right, who come so out and say, you know, I that, just want to stand up for tolerance yeah, and reason and yeah. reasonableness. It's yeah. all it their itself. agenda. It's all about their agenda. So, do you think? But he, I think Dan wanted a Springsteen point. Oh, well, I just point. wanted to make another point about Springsteen. If you're listening, Bruce, and I doubt you are, there's a point in your book where you talk about how you were really depressed and you couldn't get up out of bed. And this was when you were like 60. You turned 60 and you got very depressed. And you said you couldn't get out of bed and, oh, and you couldn't work. And, uh, and you were worried 
that if you can't work, how are you going to support your family? He said that? Yeah, and I want to ask you, what the fuck are you talking about how you're going to support your family? <laughs> you got $200 million. Not to mention, he probably makes millions every year just, just uh, you well, know, with the, royalty. off the royalty. <laughs> just laying in bed. What the fuck is he talking about he can't support his family? I turned uh, You're right, so what does that say? Can you, can you, can you expand yeah. on that to think of what you think about Bruce Springsteen? He's well, a, either, it sounds either, like he's a fraud. Either, either he's psychotic. It does. Either he's psychotic and... He really thought he couldn't support his family. Um, or he's saying that to make him sound like a regular person that worries about supporting his family. That's why I said fraud. Or maybe, maybe he means it figuratively. Or maybe, he's, maybe by supporting his family, he, he means, he, I don't know, like he's got 10 aunts and, you know, and he's worried that maybe his grandchildren will have to work one day. But Dan, I mean, does it make you feel better to know that Bruce Springsteen is depressed? Because you always think that if only you no, could have more, I don't su- think, I, more I'm success, not that, you'd be happier. Do you really think I'm that dumb? When I see all around the world uh, successful people that do drugs, successful people that kill themselves, you think I'm that daft that I think success is the key to happiness? I no. Never, I've never accused you of no, being but dumb. But well, of course I, but I, I don't do, believe but I do, that. But I do think... I don't think... I think right. for me, it would be very therapeutic to have a little bit more success. Yes, for me, it would be quite therapeutic to have... Some I, degree of success, more than I currently I have. I like to draw the strings together. I think that you, uh, you see success. And if only I could be on stage once in 1985 singing yeah. Born to Run. One <laughs> you, time, you, I you, could die happy. You do and have said that you think that success is going to give you something. And I think, I think it'll be, be therapeutic. I say that, yes. Did I you have success, children? Success I, I think when you it. have children. I'm not but, uh, going to have children. If, if you were to have children, mm-hmm. you would you'd be upset because in your gut, you would moderate some of your views. It all sounds so easy. And and everybody should. Has be, it occurred to you that might be one of the reasons I don't want children? Well, it, because I I think that one of the uh, things about politics that is is very 2016 and disturbs me a lot. It's all about what we want other people to do and how we want other people to behave. You think parents should have to deal with it. We think people in border towns should have to deal with it. Everybody who makes more money than I do should pay more taxes. It's very. It's kind of like what John F. Kennedy say. Uh, Ask not what you can do for your country. Very little. You very too little, much teeth, Marilyn. Very little about what animates people. Very few issues that animate people anymore are about what they would like to happen to themselves, policies that affect them. It's, mm-hmm. uh, people should have homeless people in their neighborhoods. Uh, Westchester should have affordable housing. Everybody's about what someone else should be doing. Mm-hmm. And everybody should stop and take a breath. Well, maybe there's a reason that everyone who lives in border towns feels so strongly. Maybe there's a reason parents feel so strongly. Well, what does it have to do with the wild, the innocent, and the East Street shuffle? Well, it had to do with, uh, maybe there's a reason that, it, it, had, it's, it's, it started with, your impression of success, so, and I kind of turned it backwards. The bottom line is that, right. that, that, that when you experience something, it changes her perspective. That is right. And, and, our, and our, the that. founders of our nation were wise enough to realize that. And the entire reason they wrote the Constitution and the amendments, the Bill of Rights, as they did, which That's the are first ten amendments limitations of the, uh, on government. The Bill of Rights, First Amendment, Second Amendment. What do you Amendment think of the Second Amendment? Seizure. You believe in it? ACLU. You mean ACLU or Lee Rowland? You or both. I, I, I feel like I'm here in my professional capacity, so I'll give you the robot line, which is... No, I don't want a robot line. The I want- ACLU thinks the Supreme Court is wrong. And, and this, I totally agree with the ACLU. They are just historically wrong. They literally just entered an opinion that relies on an ahistorical fact, which is that they believe it's an individual right rather than a militia right. But if you look at the laws at the time the Second Amendment was passed, you had to check your gun in the outskirts of New York City. You had to check your gun in the outskirts of D.C. And so... Dershowitz agrees with you, and so does Lawrence Tribe. Yeah, but whatever. It is what it is, right? So the Supreme Court said it's an individual right. My concern now is that that individual right not eclipse other individual rights like the right to speak. So as a First Amendment attorney, there are two things that people say to me all the time. The first is, 
Nobody loves the First Amendment more than me, but that's the first one. It should be more than I. But the anyway, second one, yeah, but everybody says me. The, the second one is everyone knows you can't shout fire in a crowded theater. People, that's, by the way, not true. But people have internalized that as the idea of what the First Amendment prohibits, right? That well, who sure came up with that fire speech. in a crowded well, theater? It, one is, my, it is in a Supreme Court Oliver opinion. Wendell it's Holmes. just a, yeah, it's just a half-assed statement. It's, it's when you falsely shout fire in a crowded theater in a manner that is likely to cause a riot. Well, right? if you go to one of my well, shows, there won't be a crowded theater. Okay, so you're good. You're, you're totally good. But I used to give like lectures at like college classrooms, and the first thing I would do is get everybody to yell fire, my, my mentor, uh, my mentor. My legal mentor did that. I, I'm, Vegas, so. See, I mean, I'm moderate. I believe in, uh, I don't believe in, in automatics or semi-automatics. I don't right. think and that's people all I'm need those. Second should be like the first. Yes. Right? If you can't, yes. I, even though that's not true, First Amendment lawyers out there, forgive me. Even though, theoretically, you can't shout fire in a crowded theater, it seems to me there are ammunition and type of weapon yes. equivalents to when you create well, that I mean, kind I of think, mass danger. I, I, I don't think that applies to white people, but I'm <laughs> saying, no. Okay, so here's my other question. Unfortunately, that's you can way cry. Too you could cry uh, fire in a theater the first ten minutes yes. of a movie when, when, when there's only white people there. As, as, and and this, you know, it's great because you don't get to talk to lawyers as much, and, and especially ACLU lawyers. I'll tell you two. You enjoy two talking things. to lawyers. Yeah, I enjoy talking to anybody where therapy. I could learn something okay. from or get their he opinion. He flattered you just now. I hope That's you saw nice. that. Yeah. Now, well, I mean, nice. but I'm going to tell you the truth, and this is a true story. But I, just don't ask and me then I want to get into it. We were doing shows. Uh, the ACLU was sponsoring them at a couple colleges. Yeah. It was some kind of awareness or raising, whatever it was. And it was me, myself, Patrice, and whoever. And so we did the show. The second show... They fired Patrice and said, you're a little too rough for this. The ACLU <laughs> fired him? Yes, that's <laughs> great. Sorry. When you get fired have the right. ACLU for her, because your content is a little too rough. <laughs> I've sat with this woman now for about 45 minutes, 50 minutes. I can tell you one thing. This is, she's a smart cookie. <laughs> she is a smart cookie. This is no Hofstra Law School grad. <laughs> Where'd you go to law so school? rude. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that... My, my guess I is calling Dan. Hofstra, did she go to? H. You did go to Hofstra? No, I went to Harvard. So. I, uh, I told. I Harvard, knew. Harvard. I knew that she went to a good school. I, I thought saying, she went to Devry. Uh, no, uh, no, I know him went I, to. I, I, no I, I, went to Penn. Saying this before the interview, you guys. Harvard does not teach you how to be smart. You know, it's just like a bunch of rich people whose parents are lawyers. I was right? waitlisted. Yeah. I was waitlisted at Harvard Law School, uh, but we he won't talk about Penn. affirmative action. He went to Penn. Um, uh, you seem really nice for somebody who went to Penn. Oh, thank you. Penn Law. Well, I went to Penn undergrad. Talk about profiling. I Profiling's I'm okay. It's very comfortable profiling. I whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I, I have a question. I, I went to Penn undergrad. I quit high school. I haven't decided if you're nice yet. I, I have a question for you. And this is it. I'm and, nice because I'm real. I keep it real. Oh, yeah. That Bruce does bring nice. Keeping it, keeping it real and nice, is, that's a false, uh, uh, that doesn't follow. Nice is also a meaningless word that I don't even consider a compliment, so yeah. don't worry about nice it. Nice is what's in your heart, Dan. And this woman, no. by the way, she went to Harvard Law and she works at the ACLU. In other words, she could have gotten a very lucrative job at a firm well, with name like Cadwallader, Wickersham, and Taft. Simpson, Thatcher. Yeah, Simpson, yeah, Thatcher. Thatcher. And she, and did, she decided to go to the ACLU and, and, and do something she believed in. Oh, that's why, yeah, she, that's why she's clear. Most likely her husband's <laughs> making the money and supporting uh, her I, like My husband places. also works for the ACLU. I, 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 I want to end, but, but I want to ask you a question. Leaving aside the text of the Constitution, the Constitution was written to provide for us the society that we, that we wanted. 
And we're entering a world now. We being white landed male. No, no, gentry, no, 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 don't, don't, sure. don't, don't take it. I mean, I mean. No, but that is true. But that's right? not. But that's, that's not what I'm. I'm the people who wrote the. Please, um, no, because you're. Because I'm not. I'm. I'm not. Uh, I'm making a point. Okay, and I wasn't trying to trip you up. That I, that that's really what I meant. That there's an issue now of technology, which threatens to strip us of every ounce of privacy that a human being can have. Yep. You can't have a conversation with anybody. You can't walk into a restaurant. You can't, you can't, uh, before you know it, they'll be able to see through walls. I mean, it's, it's getting crazy out there. Private actors, not yeah, government absolutely. actors. And this is uh, going to rub directly again. And, and the constitution and the laws don't, don't never address that because it didn't exist. What we, what we do have is this first amendment, which is that you'd be able to say and, and no prior restraint and everything out there. Right. And it, I think we're heading to it to an untenable situation where people's need for privacy is going to be seen as more important than the the restriction against uh, censorship of any kind. Private and and have you thought about that? I mean, is there a new constitutional amendment which might even be appropriate? Because something has got to give where nobody can have any privacy anymore. It, it is. It is literally all we think about at the ACLU. And although I focus on free speech, um, the project I work for is called the Speech Privacy and Technology Project. And the reason we crammed those together is exactly because of the question you just asked, right? If we are going Go ahead. if we are going to be creeped out by facial recognition, how can we pass laws that prohibit a store from covertly taping our faces and figuring out where else we've shopped without violating the First Amendment? And I tell you, what a, a difference between question. a Harvard grad and a Penn grad. You see, it's just so, <laughs> you just, the, 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 the clarity, the, the logic. My question this, was fucking this, smart, this Dan. This question is what got us here. Now forget him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't Dan know that. Dan for that question. <laughs> I, you know but what? It, I, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 go ahead. No, no, let, 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 I said go ahead. Let, finish Harvard, okay. then, then we can talk right. about hard knocks. Go ahead. Harvard has well, the mic. Well, uh, so. Rich has street smart. I said it's school of hard knocks. She's school of Harvard. Go that ahead. That is true. I'm, I was not born a yuppie. I want to be clear. Where were you that. born in? I was born in Connecticut, which is a yuppie town. That's where I'm town. from. Oh. Yuppie da, city, da, da, but I'm personal. What town? In the mic. In the mic. Horrific, in the mic, Harvard. Like, teen where pregnancy, like Greenwich? people did acid on a camping trip accident story. I'm, I like wasn't. Well, your well, yeah. your parents were of, of, of intelligent people, no doubt. You yeah, come from. Smart. Obviously, you don't come from uh, low end folk. That's not nice, Dan. Well, it's, per- it's fine. Who gives a shit about nice? It's no, fine. and low info. She could come from low. What do you no, mean? No, because end? I mean, she does not come from uh, dumb people. No. Well, you know, the dumb people don't get together and produce what we have witnessed here oh, today. Oh, that's not true. That's, she that's produces. Not true. She's her own Rich's, person. Rich's children seem quite bright to me. Yes. Oh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. And they're at. And you know what? Right now they're getting ready to watch porn at four in the morning. You fucking idiot! As Turn the TV off. As soon as you fall asleep, <laughs> they're on it. I don't even want to know what this right, is. My, my wife watches Fifty Shades of Grey three times a night. But it, right. is, it is not, I mean, you've actually asked, I think, the biggest philosophical law in society question of our time. And, and Europe has a different answer. Europe has the right to be forgotten. And this is a real law right. that if something happened 10 years ago and you're embarrassed about it, you get to petition Google and they take it off the internet. I mean, it's crazy, right? It's a completely different world over there. Yeah. And so... I, I, I'm very mindful of not exporting the First Amendment. I may be a true believer, but I think it's fair that other people put the balance in other places. But it is totally true that things that for Europeans are no-brainers are impossible for us because of the First Amendment. So, for example, 
getting your mugshot taken down off of mugshots.com, right? That's a public record, right? Your mugshot or revenge porn, right? Even if states pass laws that made the act of revenge porn a crime, which I have complicated feelings about for the record, even if they did that, good luck getting that image how, down How about from the tweet, the tweet, uh, Dan's girlfriend's tweet about him, about the herpes? That was ridiculous. Uh, oh my God, and that's never coming down. I mean, that's kind of like revenge <laughs> it's porn. Not, it's just not porn. It's just revenge STD. No, but I'm joking, but in seriousness, I mean, yeah. it, it should, it, should you really have the right to, to tweet that, that some guy has herpes because no, you, you, had, you had a fight? For, you can sue well, them no, for you can, slander. No, you can't sue if it's true. So here's oh, well, what I think. Yes, and if every, it's true, you cannot. Everybody hates this answer. Here's what I think. When people... Private people harm each other in the context of human relationships. When in the course of human events. Uh-huh. I don't think our government is the best arbiter in terms of throwing you in jail. I do think that there are certain civil laws that can be passed um, and do pass. Like, think about Hulk Hogan, right? I don't think that Gawker... For, for the... For the, for the, uh, for the- Listeners, Hulk Hogan sued. Somebody made a sex. Somebody, uh, what do you call it? Pe- uh, peeping Tom, the sex tape. I guess of his. I think he knew he was on tape, but whatever. Well, that that was either it. way. I think it was and he, between and, them. And they released it, and he and he won, and Gaw- mm-hmm. and he, Gawker went bankrupt. He yes, sued for hundred million dollars. Yeah, go ahead. right. Sorry, go ahead. And so I actually, I have, I have complicated feelings about that case, but I think that's an indicator of where we're going, which is I don't think. First of all, I don't think we're going to have a constitutional convention anytime. That's how we amend the Constitution. That shit is not happening. Trust me. That would be a, a nightmare. It can be done by the states, right? Theoretically, it needs two-thirds of the state to vote for a convention. I just don't see that happening ever because everybody has a sacred cow in the Constitution. Like, the conservatives are freaked out about the liberals would do to the Second Amendment. The liberals are freaked out about the conservatives would do to the First Amendment for corporation. I mean, it's just a nightmare, right? Everybody wants to amend the Constitution for their own thing, their own agenda. So I think, assuming that's not going to happen in our lifetime, which I think is unlikely, given that it's been many, many, many decades since we've done that, um, then I think we're likely to be pushed into an area where these things aren't criminal, right? Like putting up a mugshot or saying somebody has herpes isn't likely criminal, but you could get your ass sued. And, and that's not, not a free speech problem. It is a free speech problem. But at least those issues are taking place in the context of a set of facts and a relationship where two people have expectations. And so you're not an absolutist on the First out. Amendment. Because that's still First Amendment. I'm saying what I think will happen, not what I want to happen. As a lawyer, as a lawyer, oh, she's being when you cagey. say something. I'm being cagey. My answer like, sucks. On radio, when I'm on radio, if I say something, if I go, in my opinion, then, then there can't be a lawsuit against me if I'm saying, in my opinion. Okay, that's not a hundred percent true, but it's a good it's a good tactic. Like yes. if you're worried about something, you can do that, and it's kind of like a you're sending a signal. Hey, I'm just thinking this, right? Yes. But if you said, hey, in my, if I said, hey, in my opinion, those articles about Rick Voss being a pedophile are a little overblown. Probably you could still sue me. I, we, Why we, you're saying they're overblown? You're on my side. But I'm suggesting that the article. Hold on, exist, hold on. Right? We got, so we got, it's not bulletproof. We got to wrap it up. I just want to because I just want right. to make the point clear. What I was saying was that the we when they started the Constitution, they said we, we want to create a society for white people that gives us <laughs> freedom, and, freedom and dignity, and allows us to live the way we would like to live. Well, good luck finding dignity with the internet around. And, and that's right. And now that and that and that and they did a very good job. Yeah, they did. They really did. Now technology Props has intervened in such a way that those same rules will lead us. 
kind of to the opposite. Yes. No privacy, no dignity, right. not at all there are real, the way we'd there like to are live. real consequences Such the that Amendment. if today was when they were devising, uh, devising a constitution, there was no way they would have worded the First Amendment as they did because they would have never wanted well, to create this right to be able to divulge anything private about right. anybody, to be able to... Uh, videotape anybody and put it out on the internet. You may be right. And, and Who I, would? It's crazy. I think that's right. And the Supreme Court has kind yeah. of recognized that in weird ways and it's in flux right now. Yeah. But when they, I'm going to try really hard not to talk like and a lawyer, you're, but you're, this you're, is you're, hard. This is the last word and you tell us when you're done Fair and we're going to say goodnight. Okay. Go so, but I think the Supreme Court has kind of recognized that there's all this steam and no valve for that steam. And so when they investigate these, when they rule on cases at the intersection of speech and privacy, every single time they say, just to be clear, we're not making any broad pronouncements. We're just looking at the specific case of facts, right? And it's cases where the Boston Globe printed an article about a rape victim and identified her or a situation where a paper publicized a private um, family who'd been a victim of a crime, right? And these are really hard questions. Do they have, have they lost all rights to have their story told? Or has a rape victim lost all ability to be private as a victim? These are extremely hard questions. And the Supreme Court just punts time after time after time. And the ultimate reason they're punting is exactly the question you asked, which is the First Amendment makes regulating privacy in a digital age really, really goddamn hard. Right. And so we work at the ACLU at doing that, at meaningfully protecting privacy, but we do need a new approach, I think, in terms of making sure the First Amendment does not apply to any regulation of privacy. And unfortunately, our adversary in that is entirely the corporate world. Right, the corporate world that wants to profit off of facial recognition, that wants to sell automated license plate reader data. And right now, they can claim that restrictions on those activities are First Amendment harms. And I think we need to carefully craft First Amendment law so that those actually aren't free speech harms. That when the government passes things to protect privacy and there's no evidence they've done it because they don't like what you say, but rather because they actually want to make sure you don't have a digital scarlet letter for 60 years, I think we need a new test and a new framework for evaluating those laws that doesn't currently exist. And we're going to get a ninth justice soon. And that may be the sea change we need. All right. Harvard one, Thank you Penn much. zero. Uh, Thank you. I, I thought I did pretty well for Penn. Let me tell you. I thought I did pretty well for Penn. I think I, I did agree. well for a guy that I quit agree. high school. Uh, yeah. Uh, Fordham, not so much. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Wait, can I plug? Yeah. Yeah, go, yeah plug. Uh, November 2nd, we're doing a live show at the Village Underground. Go to the Comedy Cellar uh, website. Get your tickets. November 2nd, 10 o'clock. It's going to be great. Uh, my wife hates me through uh, the Village Underground, through the New York Comedy Festival. Also, my new CD, Rich Boss 5, pre-release the 20th, goes on sale the 28th. Download it at iTunes, Amazon. You'll love it. It was a pleasure meeting you. Uh, also, also this stuff. Tuesday, October 25th, the Comedy Cellar is sponsoring a debate. Racism in law enforcement. Debating police <laughs> violence. And rising, I'm not rising, rising social tension. And uh, the ACLU actually is uh, involved in that debate. You can get tickets at ComedyCellar.com. Thank you very much, Lee. Thank you very Thank much, you everybody. So much. Good night. <laughs>